On October 20th, 2015, I went to meet with an astrologer. I was 32 and looking to get past what I felt was being stuck both mentally and spiritually. I was also curious and hoping to get answers, even if they came from an unusual source. But looking into the mystical is not unlike me. What is unlike me is to seek complex, deeply personal answers from external sources. I wasn't yet aware to look within. And I also wasn't aware of it then, but what I was looking for was to recover my own sense of self-identity and my own creativity, both of which had felt scattered and scarce in recent years. The astrologer had a lot to say, and her words stuck with me for a long time. That conversation was the beginning of a journey that has led me here, past my own fears and creative blocks, and sharing my story. I'll share with you a few excerpts from our conversation, but in an effort to protect her privacy, her name won't be disclosed. So we're going to look at your chart and tell you about it. Have you ever had a chart read before? No. Oh, good. Well, you know you're an Aquarius. I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> well... You have a Pisces rising. Okay. Okay, now the rising sign is determined by your time of birth. She went on to explain what a rising sign is and what that means in astrology. Until that consultation, I did not know what that meant. But I also did not go there expecting a thorough explanation of astrological terms. But I had already brought myself to that point, and I was along for the ride. Aquarius is a very unusual mind, can see things other people can't see. It's a sign really of the humanitarian, of like wanting to be in groups of people where there's learning or where you're a part of it or y'all have a belief. You have a tender heart. You have a caring from the Aquarius, but the, the Pisces is the tenderness. And also private, sensitive and somewhat hidden. So these things, there's nothing wrong with any of this. It's, it's your right to be the way you chose to be. But one of the things I would tell you in life is that you have a push-pull of being right in the middle of things and being the leader, and another side wants to be home by yourself. <laughs> That's, that. mm-hmm. That's what would push-pull with you. The astrologer was spot on on her assessment. While my happy zone is engaging, risk-taking, and in the middle of things, my comfort zone is the hidden zone. It's the space in which I reside safely anonymous, protected from harsh words, criticism, rejection, and indifference. I may not be in my happy zone when I'm in my comfort zone, but I'm cozy there. But then in the midst of my perceived comfort, the words I read in one of Pema Children's books come to me. They go like this. When you really start to take the warrior's journey, which is to say, when you start to want to live your life fully instead of opting for death, when you begin to feel this passion for life and for growth, when discovery and exploration and curiosity become your path, then basically, if you follow your heart, you're going to find out that it's often extremely inconvenient. You're very independent. 
There's many routes to what you want to do. Yeah, and I also want to blog and write and all that. You can do it. Well, you, well, you would be able to do it. You're lucky with business. So you always get a job. I actually You can do so many things. That's the Pisces. You can do anything. Your love is working with media or ideas that you can put out. Mm. Whether it's on the computer or uh, electronic equipment. <laughs> Something that would go TV, all the things like that. Mm-hmm. But, so it says you would be very good at it. But you're going to have to really work hard to get it started. But that's okay with you. See, the part of the chart that you have the most of your planets, do you see that? It's called a world server. I like that. Well, an Aquarius would like that. You not only have the Aquarius, you have all the planets up here in the position to serve. Mm-hmm. Or be known. Or have accomplished something. Yeah. So that should make you feel good to have that. That's a backup. I appreciate that because I always thought that it doesn't matter what I do, I want to be of service. Well, you want to be of service and you want to be successful. As much belief as I had in the astrologer's sensitiveness, it was still a bit weird to hear a person that had never met me before then define me in her own words. They were good words, flattering words, but they were not my own and I certainly didn't have the confidence to own them at that time. She was hitting me right on my soft spot though. My dreams of writing and broadcasting my ideas mixed with my perception that this is something I could do and that I had the creative capacity for it. Her positive, motivating words were like a song to my ears. But I also had a lot of fear. She said, you want to be of service, but you also want to be successful. The first was under my control, but the second one wasn't. And that was terrifying enough for me to stop my own progress for a number of years. You have also uh, another aspect in your chart that you should hear about that's just really quite good. And it's, it's the fact that the planet Saturn in your chart is in your ninth house which is the teacher. You love to learn and you love to teach. So it says that you have a, that private sweet consciousness of yours, if people know about it and see it. But it is definitely part of who you are. You don't have to seek it out to find it. It is within you. And I would think that's a karma. I would think that in lifetimes, many lifetimes, that you would have been a teacher in some serious way. And so in this lifetime, you choose to do some things that are broader, not just teacher ideas that would serve people. But in a way, it has an element of that understanding, mm-hmm. conscious understanding. I'm a seeker. I'm... I want to help. I have generosity of spirit. Um, I, I want to, my life on earth to have meaning. Those things. It was nice to hear her say those words. Perhaps the kind of ego stroke I needed to give myself a little more self-confidence. But at that point in my life, 
self-doubt and fear were still king and queen. And it would take a little bit more talking for me to realize I had to get out of my own way. And right now, the planet Neptune has to do with creative vision. He's in Pisces. So it says an, an opening for you now that's unconscious. So what I think it is, is that you're no learning how to be at the right place feeling good about it. And not and you're trusting that. And you have you have this connection to uh, consciousness. It's two things happening. You're opening to spirit and consciousness at the same time you're really getting a business set up. Just listening to your heart and letting your own inner teacher be there. You love teachings and you're seeking teaching. You're all with the time and so you get it maybe off TV or out of a book or yeah. somebody says something. It's all like you're always learning, learning. And people will see that about you. They, they will, in your life, many people will want to hear what you have to say, particularly as you get into your 40s and 50s. That's nice to know. <laughs> Opening to consciousness and spirit. I didn't fully understand what that meant then, but today I feel that it meant that I was slowly readying myself to own my creativity again. You see, to me, living a creative life feels much like a purpose. Having the courage to show up and make something, be vulnerable, and share regardless of what kind of judgment may come my way, feels like an earthly mission. But I have been prioritizing everything else over any sort of creative endeavors, and then self-deceiving with excuses like, I don't have time, I'm being pragmatic, I'm too old for this, when in fact, I am just being afraid. And on top of that, I'm my own worst critic. I'm not the only one that suffers from this self-imposed mental block, but as normal a part of the creative process this may be, in my case, it's unfortunately paralyzing. Because for years, my fear has followed a common pattern. It's this, I'll have an idea, I'll take action and initiate it, I'll then hit my first roadblock. I don't give up then, but then I hit a second roadblock, maybe a third. And then that's when I either put the brush down or stop writing, recording, photographing, you name it. I just put my creativity right back in a drawer and let it stay there, untouched, uncultivated for a long time. And that may make me feel, as I mentioned before, comfortable and safe and well enough for a little bit, but it doesn't take long until an overwhelming feeling of wasted time takes over. You have one really hard aspect, and let me tell you what it is. Most of your aspects are very good. You have lots of hope to do well. Everybody has a, an aspect in their chart that is what kind of hangs them up until they learn how to rise above it. Actually, you have two of them. The major one you have is that Saturn squares your sun. A square is a heavy aspect of stress or being blocked. So Saturn has to do with reality. It has to do with authority. Authority blocks you. You don't like it. You don't like to be told. See, and you're such a do-gooder that you will put up. 
So it's a little complex, but it, that simply means you're too hard on yourself. You don't have to please the world. Yeah. You have to stand in your feet and make a proper decision. Okay, I told you there were two aspects. One is the Saturn square of the sun. Yeah. You have another one I want to tell you. Okay. Um, you have Uranus square Mars. That Mars is action. Uranus is change. So, some, so many times you will start something and it'll change, and then you have to change with it. So you, that, you do have this Pisces, which is flexible enough to do that. And so I think it means that you are a person who can create. And if it goes that way, you can go that way. Do you see what I'm saying? You're very versatile. Okay. And life is going to make many changes for you. You're not going to go work for a company for 30 years. Never. You'll be building your career kind of like letting it unfold here for the next two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And so um, it takes a lot of will, tremendous will. Now, Mars square Uranus can be hateful, but your chart isn't hateful. So it makes me think it makes you push, push. You push yourself, mm-hmm. and eventually through that you accomplish what you want to. And so I think it's the will to succeed against all odds. Mm-hmm. And that you just know you have it. And that it's not the main reason, but it does come in when you need it. Mm-hmm. If you use that all the time, it would be too hard on you. If you push too hard all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes life just makes changes that aren't fair. And so life isn't fair. That's one of the things you have to learn. You wish it were. It isn't. But it isn't to hurt you. It's for you to make a decision that could move you forward. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Anybody that ever accomplishes anything has to have some squares in their chart or they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give them the edge to move. Mm-hmm. So you have that. But mainly you have good aspects, I must say. Many, many good ones and many good ones right now. But you're really going to accomplish something. You do finally get into something that you work at that is widespread and people know who you are. And that's good. That's a fun thing. I think we can all agree that a pattern of fear is not a great way to be moving through year after year. Especially if being creative is something that will bring joy, purpose, and give life. It certainly does to me. You may have heard the saying that the only way forward is through. And I'm still learning to practice that. Because from time to time, I still deal with my own resistance, self-consciousness, and procrastination. But the main difference now is that they are no longer the main actors of my own stage. Listening to the astrologer back in 2015 stirred every uncomfortable feeling inside me but it also gave me a deeper sense of accountability on what I'd like my life to look like. I was no longer willing to just go through the motions. I have yet to learn if her predictions about me were prophetic indeed, but some skeptics may say that I was just heavily influenced by them and that I'm trying my best to make them come true. Either way, we'll never know, and I'm okay with that. But if I can leave you with something I learned that day, it will be this that elevating my personal standards, levels of consistency, showing up and creating has a direct impact 
on how I elevate my own happiness. Nobody can do that for me but myself. Expressing my creativity makes me happy. And before I ever let anxiety and overthinking stop me from creating, I have to remind myself that when I show up and make it, I'm glad to have done just that. And that's plenty worth it. And I hope, dear listener, that if you can relate to any of my own creative hurdles, know that if I can do this, so can you. This is I'm Not an Island, a podcast for cultivating creativity, connection, and purpose through storytelling. My name is Aline Lopes, and I'm your host. I want to send a huge thank you to Ian Casey, the maker of the music you hear on the show, which is a part of his album, Epocalypse. A link to his incredible album will be available on the show notes at imnotanisland.com. This podcast is produced and mixed by yours truly. I appreciate you sticking around for my first episode, and I can't wait for us to spend more time together. Until then, the journey continues.